What's up, everybody, and welcome into Pace the Nation. Back again, broadcasting from Studio 1A in downtown Arlington, Virginia. Here we are in the heart of Arlington County. Of course, that is Clarendon. And we are back for episode 120. Very exciting episode to get to today. And we've got a guest co-host and a regular co-host. Let's start by introducing my regular co-host. To my left, of course, it's uh, William E. Docs. Docs, what's up? I wonder how many people were surprised that I was the host in studio today. <laughs> well, I, I, I paused for just a second and gave everybody a chance to kind of figure out and maybe make their guess. In, in their head, they made yeah. a guess. Who, who was, who was. And well, actually, let's everybody rewind it, go back and, and guess. We'll play and, a little game. And, and guess and which one's and, in and studio. And I also wonder who they are rooting for <laughs> to be in studio as, yeah. as, as my regular I don't want host. to deep dive into that. Well, uh, also uh, to my right, we have a, a fairly regular guest co-host. He's been on the show a number of times. It's the editor-in-chief of Run Washington. It's Charlie Band. Charlie, how are you, man? Finally got rid of Joanna. Like I've plan, been planning for the last two years. <laughs> she, she, she mentioned that uh, as as when she found out that you were going to be on as the uh, guest host of episode one twenty. That's that's the temperature outside, right? <laughs> yeah, no, and right. with one twenty, let's get rid of those. You say, remember it, Farley? Do you remember the show uh, one hundred and twenty minutes on MTV? Yeah, stick to the format. Mm-hmm. Uh, either way would work. Either one would work. No so. more temperature talk. Yeah, it is. It is cooling off. Uh, mm-hmm. Beautiful summer day here. It's. I, it's. I don't even think it reached eighty today. So it's getting hot now. Well, in the studio, of course it is. But I, I do wish Joanna was here uh, for at least uh, to to for the uh, temperature talk. To, yeah, to talk about the temperature and how, you know, what a mild August it's been. I I, I can I can bring a okay uh, bring an opposition to that. I was mm. I was off in southwestern Virginia last last yeah. week. Uh, Not mild. No, really. Well, I it was mild when I got started, but I uh, started off on a run. I was going to bed at to about. 20 miles or so, mm-hmm. and about 10 miles in, I just, I was losing it. I, uh, the temperature had been spiking, mm-hmm. the mist was all gone, it was just plain sun on my head, and I, I met up with my uh, college cross-country team that was out there for uh, preseason camp, and I finished right at their vans, and I was, I couldn't go the last really? mile or so back to my car. I stopped there, and my coach said, "Hey, you want some water?" I'm like, "That'd be that'd be awesome," because I'm I'm losing it right now. But they're out of they're out of they're out of cups. All they have is injury ice bags <laughs> and a jug of water. At that they, point, they brought one cup for everybody on the team, and no more. I think everybody had their their water bottles, but uh, so I just so I how'd improvised. you consume it? Yeah, I took a bag for the injury ice, filled it with water. And chugged it like I was uh, slapping a bag of wine. Isn't that or isn't that also how you drink drinks down in the in the Caribbean? Don't I, you buy like drinks in a bag? I don't know, but if if I ever go there, I've got some practice. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I, I think that uh, you know, again, pace the nation, helping people out. That, that's how you can consume water, and you know, in a tough situation like you were in. Mm, I don't uh, think it's the Caribbean. I think it's in Asia. Oh, it's in Asia. Okay. Yeah, for for all those world travelers. Uh, that that almost caught me. Well, better luck next time. I, I want I want maybe we'll touch a little bit more on your trip uh, later, uh, Charlie. Since Joanna's out of the studio, we can talk about you were at Dick Woods Road the other day oh, yeah. doing a run mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. So he's got our friends uh, the Ragged Mountain Running Shop shirt on. So he's obviously in Charlottesville or 
around Charlottesville. So we could talk some Charlottesville. We can talk some Northern Northern Virginia running. Uh, with, with no eye rolls. <laughs> and it's a really good week for her to be going. Yes. Yeah, so so <laughs> looking forward to that on today's show. Uh, Farley, we, do you know what I described Charlie being on the show as? Mm. This is the ghost of Christmas what could have been. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is true. For those that don't know the backstory, uh, Charlie Ban was Farley's first choice for Pace the Nation yep. co-host. Mm-hmm. And, and Charlie made a huge mistake and turned it down. <laughs> and for the last three years, two and a half years, well, he tries to get on here every chance he can. It's like the County Monte Cristo. I was just, I'm just waiting. <laughs> yeah. Just feasting on the revenge when I could finally come back here and take it from her. I think they re- you guys recreate history a little bit on that, but I'll <laughs> let you have creative license. That's fine. That's fine. There's Some of that was true, but uh, Joanna, you were very much a first choice. Uh, also on today's show, we they, did... They were both a choice ahead of me. Let me get to the agenda here. Okay. Uh, we did do the Judge Judy dog experiment. So we have the results of that. I'm sure everybody was waiting on that. Uh, with London and Luigi. Yeah, we did that this morning. Yep. So we want to talk about that today. Uh, also, uh, I watched the big boxing match this past weekend. I'm sure you guys did not. I wanted to, t- to touch on that. Uh, we uh, are – Joanne is actually not in studio because we need to hire some employees. So mm-hmm. we are hiring. We are hiring, so we want to talk about that. Pacers Running is hiring. I'm not sure the podcast is hiring. Maybe the podcast is hiring too. Uh, so we'll get into that. Sorry, Charlie. And then a couple of uh, a couple of serious stories. Uh, I wanted to t- talk about the flood in Texas, um, and also a sad story on a elite runner who passed away this past week. So a lot to get to in today's program. But before we do, um, I got an email today, mm. somewhat podcast related, okay. um, from a person. I won't. I, I won't. You know, say their name. No naming names. Okay. But. Um, it's a mystery, folks. It was it was an email kind of to the, the Run Pacers general account. Mm. And uh, this person was upset. Started the email saying there's a serious lack of empathy and basic etiquette uh, in the media today. And I'm sad that your organization is being uh, – is, is a part of that. Huh. Well, if I can already talk on, <laughs> on to that, um, I actually agree with the first half of that statement. <laughs> yeah. There is a, a... Lack of mutual empathy? Yes. Okay. That is true. Okay. All right. I'm, I would love to know how uh, Pacers is, is implicit in all well, of this, but... Well, you know we share the studio with uh, the Hey Frage podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a podcast for millennials. Um, I've listened to it. It's not, you know, Ooh, necessarily... you're not supposed to. <laughs> it's not necessarily something that is, you know, in my regular uh, rotation of listening. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's it's fine. And, and I really like Sarah Frazier. And uh, she's a podcaster. She's a fellow podcaster like uh, the, the, the both of us and, and Charlie part-time as well. And I think she's doing some really good things with her show. Uh, the content of the show, you know, maybe it's not for me all times. But, you know, I, I don't mind her using the studio and us having a relationship that's sort of trading <laughs> services, right? Well, um, I have never listened to her show. Okay. Uh, and now I'm very nervous to find out what she <laughs> podcasts about. <laughs> well, this per- <laughs> then, 
Oh, this. Pro- I mean, millennials. It's a very general. Uh, but so maybe not I buying touch diamonds. I, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, Charlie also like considering how politically ignorant Farley is. I'm yeah. very nervous now. <laughs> All right, <laughs> because it's a whole can of worms here. Yeah. All right, it is a can of worms. Let maybe, me just get this out because this. Maybe this, I should listen to the uh, podcast okay. before I have an opinion. All right. Here's where I probably got a little bit irritated. It says, uh, the note here says, you're being complicit with her actions by accepting her crude behavior and advertising with her. I will not be supporting or frequenting your organization as long as you support and advertise with Sarah. I have shared this letter with my friends to ensure they know what kind of person that you're dealing with and that your group is supporting. It seems a bit harsh. So that's where I will say I got a little irritated. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's a bit of a blackmail type statement where you're saying, you know, I'm not going to listen to your show or shop in your stores and I'm going to tell all my friends and I'm going to, you know, get this groundswell of people to, uh, you know, not frequent your organization or listen to your show unless you do this and disassociate yourself with this person. And I I just would say that, you know, I mean, we, we associate with many different people and I'm open to everybody and you know, it's their opinions or what they say are their own. I can't take ownership in that. Right. Those are their own opinions. Here's where I've, I think she <clears throat> went about this the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's extremist language. If you've already told them you've lost your, they, that person has lost their bargaining power. Right. Because the, the toothpaste is out of the tube. Right. And what are they going to do? If you make amends to them, are they going to try to make up for that? No. It's, it's the, dam- the damage is done. They right. have no way to effectively get anything from any consideration from you mm-hmm. to assuage the concerns. I mean, they, they've shot the, the, the bullet and they can't put it back in the gun. Um, and I understand that, you know, she was upset. I, and it was probably, there was something politically charged that I'm sure that the Hayfrage podcast, and I mean, that's that's the one thing right now. Right? I mean, everything is so politically charged. Right, but and so are the responses. <laughs> and I mean, so are I the think, responses, I think right. like this response also seems to be politically charged as well. And, and yep. they're... they're trying to like really you know i mean from my side it's like everybody's digging their heels into the sand so much and we've gotten to the point where you can't even listen to somebody else who has a different viewpoint now that said i i I would go about this differently and i don't know what kind of access this person has to you but maybe the approach should be hey chris listen uh just just between you and me i listened to the show and she said something are you aware that she even said this? Yeah. You know, like find out, are you aware? Cause I, honestly, I have never listened to this show. You know, I, I, I didn't have, I don't have time to listen to, to the Hey Frage podcast. Right. Uh, so I don't know what, if she's going on there and, and promoting something that's, that's, uh, you know, an atrocity on, on mankind, then I would say we should disassociate. And with we her. have in the past, I will say we have hired people in the past with Pacers running that didn't align with our mission and our goals, and somebody approached it the way you described, Docs, and we uh, ended the relationship with that with that contractor. And right. you know, I mean that that so that's happened. So I mean, I actually would have I, I came in here 
pretty, I don't want to say enraged, mm-hmm. but a, a little what's bit heated. One, what's one step below enraged? <laughs> <laughs> I, I came in here a little bit heated, one step below Inflamed. Enraged, inflamed. Mm-hmm. And had she approached it differently or had this person approached it differently, I think you would, um, I think I would have a, a much different opinion. Well, the, I mean, the thing is, it's like Charlie was saying, is, is if this person really does want to ultimately work with you or resolve the issue, uh, you don't, yeah. you don't start firing shots. He said, the you, don't start, so you don't start at 11. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate you guys listening, uh, getting, letting me get that off my chest. Um, we do have some running related topics to get to, but before we do that, uh, a couple weeks ago, Charlie, um, I'm hoping you listen to this show. We mentioned that judge Judy decided a dog custody case, uh, and came to a decision by just bringing the dog into the courtroom, allowing the dog to run to one owner or the other owner. And whoever the dog ran to was awarded custody of the dog. Now, was that fair? Was that a fair way to make a judgment? I don't know. There was. Well, some, that's what that was our question. That's that our was, question. There was, was some debate at the time. That was the premise of our experiment that we wanted to run. But Charlie, Farley, and I know the results of our experiment. Before we get into that, what do you think? Was this a fair way to to uh, determine the dog custody? I think the validity of that test depends on whether or not the the defendant and the plaintiff. Uh, are both ignorant of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. If uh, if either of them saw that documentary, uh, there's something about Mary. Yeah, right. And had a dog that treat a documentary. Their, I think it was a documentary. <laughs> and had the it was on the Discovery Channel or right, something. Okay. Uh, and had dog treats in their pocket. Of course, the dog's going to go to that right, person. Right. So you need a clean <laughs> control situation where neither party knows what's going to happen. Mm, that's true. They have to be as ignorant as the dog about what's going to happen. Mm, okay. Okay. That's, that's fair. I thought it you were going to say that they had to agree to those terms, which I don't, but yeah. Okay. That's fair. Yeah. And in, in that, I mean, we don't have all that information. Mm-hmm. One of them who, who won the dog, uh, but let's just assume, let's assume, let's assume that it was that a they clean didn't have dog. Yeah. yeah dog was treats and everything was controlled. Yeah. So let's assume it was, it was everything was controlled and everything was fair. Is that a fair way to award ownership of the dog? I think in the context of a TV court show, yeah, it's <laughs> okay. great. Well, <laughs> and it got people watching, didn't it? It did. It did. It went viral. We're not sure, but we did talk about it. Um, so what we did today was we had both dogs at the Navy Yard Pacers, and we had we did the Luigi experiment first, where Farley took Luigi for a walk around the block. Joanna and I sat in chairs that were. Uh, you know, separate, one on the left, one on the right. And then Farley brought the dog in where he could see us both, and then he took the leash off. And then he, he released Luigi, and we see where does, he, where does he run to first. And then we repeated that uh, with London, where Joanna took London for a walk around the block and then brought London in, and I'm sitting in one chair and Farley's sitting in the other chair. Do you think that would be a fair experiment to determine who is the owner of the dog. Does Docs have two dogs right now? Is he a a proud owner of two new dogs now? Well, well, I know that a few few, few weeks or a few years ago, uh, London just ran up to Docs in a park. (laughs) That's true. Good memory. So I've listened to the show before. (laughs) Yeah. So I think... I know both dogs. Luigi and I hang out sometimes. I dog sit for him. And uh, London is... 
I I don't want Farley to dispute this because I need this for my ego, <laughs> but I think I'm uh, London's favorite person. Your, your yes. uncle Ducks, basically. Yeah, he, yeah. he definitely is. Um, so prediction from uh, Charlie Band. I'm thinking a crapshoot both times. I'm thinking I'm thinking one of the dogs will recognize their owner. The uh-huh. other one, the other one will just be in, be interested in. Yeah. Whoever's new. Okay. All right. So because who, dogs are by by their own nature curious. All right. So who do, so who do you think uh, did, did Luigi go to Joanna? I think Luigi went to Joanna and London went to Docs. Okay. That that was my prediction going into this as well. Let's see how it goes. Go to the tape. All right. We just watched the first video and we will tweet it out at Pace the Nation because I'm sure everybody needs to see this. Luigi did in fact run over to Joanna and. Then did run over to do- or walk over yeah. to Docs afterwards, but basically what he did was he hightailed it over to Joanna, said hello. She she was she let out a very audible sigh of relief Effusive. because she was she was <laughs> very nervous uh, that that uh, this was not going to go in her favor. Yeah. Um, but then he came over to 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 uh, to me because he knew that I was going to give him a ton of attention, and he was right. <laughs> So I got second place. You got second place there, mm-hmm. but maybe um, there's always a chance. Uh, now, now Charlie just um, said that he thought London may go to docks on this one. Um, so let's go to the tape on this one. Look like, Chris, you look like it's the first day of school. <laughs> You're <laughs> sitting so patiently. I know, I am. We said you have to, no, no movement. My hands no in my lap. Wow. Yes. I did not see that happening. Yep. So He's, London, his fur is like a domino. <laughs> London uh, runs over to me, and no love for ducks. Yeah, and uh, basically attacks me, licks me. Uh, so yeah, so uh, it was. I don't know. I, I was hoping for a different result. I think. I, I think that this experiment proves that that Judge Judy knows her stuff <laughs> think, and her canine technology. I think it. I think it totally validates Judge, Judge Judy. <laughs> I think everybody should watch Judge Judy. Is, yeah. that, is that where she got the uh, got the phrase "Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining"? <laughs> it, does she <laughs> say that from a dog? Yeah, she probably it does. Maybe. Say that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was hoping for a different result. I think it would have been more exciting for the podcast, but uh, I'm glad I do uh, also, did retain ownership of London. Also, you were hoping for just a little bit of a break. Yeah. <laughs> like, got a dog sit the dog. Yeah, she's like, your yeah. problem now, dog. Maybe sit the kid and dog sit the dog. <laughs> exactly. All right. We will tweet out that video. It's at uh, Pace the Nation, of course, on Twitter. Uh, so that was a fun little experiment. Uh, but... Doc, sorry, you were second both times. And uh, second place, I'm yeah. used to it. Yeah. You know, as also funny was right as we right as we were about to start the first one, two customers came in. I know. <laughs> so we had to we had to put press the pause button while we had some shoppers. Yeah, we we do want to sell shoes. All right, uh, before we get to uh, actual running talk, um, I wanted to quickly touch on this. Um, watch the big boxing match the other night. I did. This is the first time I can remember staying up till three a.m. and and I can't I can't remember how long I've done since since, since he I've took done care that. of the kid when he was awake at three a.m. <laughs> exactly, stayed up to three a.m. at a buddy's house watching the McGregor Wait, Mayweather is it, was fight. Was the fight at three in the morning? Well, I stayed up till three. No, it, it started about twelve thirty one. Really? Yeah, I had no idea. Was and it in Las Vegas? It was in Vegas. It was in yeah. Vegas. Yeah. So. Um, McGregor uh, is a not a boxer. Conor McGregor, Irishman, who is a MMA like UFC fighter. Uh, he went over to the uh, 
boxing world and fought uh, Floyd Mayweather, who's 49-0, and 0, and uh, Mayweather won in eight rounds. It was like the biggest boxing match. Well, it was a... Um, um, since Mike Tyson, I'd say. I don't know. It was bit the guy's ear. Yeah, exactly. It was a whole years, years ago. ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was a uh, like they they hyped it up. I mean, they they had the like all these amazing. press conferences. They did them in London. They did them in in uh, Vegas. They did them all these different locations, which you've never seen before, where they just stood on stage and talked trash. But they did it over and over and over again. All it was was a a, a media circus. That's what this was. Yeah, it was. Completely media circus, and I know you guys didn't watch it or had very very little interest, right, Charlie? I didn't even know. Although was that when was this Saturday? Last Saturday. Night. Saturday. Night. I was I was off in the woods. I didn't have TV. <laughs> it was a hundred dollar pay per view. I know you wouldn't have bought that whether you were in the woods or out of the woods, but uh, it it was. I felt like lived up to the hype and probably was worth uh, the hundred dollars until kind of the end. When the two fighters get together and hug it out after you know being hated rivals, and you got this you sense felt, you fa- felt bamboozled. You got this sense that you know one makes one hundred fifty, the other makes two hundred million. You got this sense that like wow, these guys really you know got put on one, a show, got one one over us. Yeah. Would you I, say that was worth ninety dollars? <laughs> what would you? What, what, what do you? How would you fairly yeah. value? I, I don't know I that don't experience know. watching it. Yeah, I, that's a good point. I, I don't know. I, I mean, you get a match between uh, Charlie you, and Joanna. You know, it's much. It's it's whatever you whatever you're whatever you're into. You know, whether it's boxing or whether whether it's watching mm-hmm. the solar eclipse. I think it's the fact that you can bring people together for something that's more valuable. Because uh, I'm sure Doc's paid way more than $100 to get down to Tennessee or wherever. So violence went. versus science. Those <laughs> yeah, are the two exactly. things that get people together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but the hype was good. I will have to say, like, uh, they, they did a great job with the hype, and, and fans really got behind one side or the other, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, for, well, for, for starters, I did not pay uh, more than $100 to, to, go to, to get to South Carolina and come back. Gas? I have a, I have a really? hybrid vehicle, oh, okay. not a gas guzzler like you. <laughs> okay. Um, second of all, uh, I don't have a second of all. Where, where in South Carolina did you go to see the eclipse? Clemson. How was the uh, cloud cover there? It was perfect. Everything was great. great. Yeah. I was, it, the, clouds, the clouds came over and, and we were nervous for a bit and people started booing. And I think that helped because then they dissipated. God, people hate science. Sometimes. I know. They do. I was, I was back in May. I was in Eastern Oregon, and there's not a. I couldn't see a cloud in the sky for five days when I was there. Yeah. And I was in a few places where the eclipse was going to go right over, but you have like like five thousand people living in some of these counties, and they were expecting half a million people to come there. Yeah. Uh, just to to have an unfettered view of the eclipse because on you know. East of the east of the Cascade Mountains, you don't yeah, get much clouds. You don't know so, what you're gonna get. Yeah. And people who got out there, they didn't have to worry. And I was really worried about people east of the uh, east of the uh, uh, Appalachians and and uh, Blue Ridge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it turns out it seems like things went pretty well. Mm-hmm. 
See, you guys had no idea what I was talking about, about the fighting. <laughs> I have no idea what you were talking about, about the solar eclipse. So let's move on. Um, I, I didn't think I'd get much of a, a reaction from either of you guys. Uh, I just want, it was I'd, a I'd big like event. Co- Copernicus and Newton fight it out. <laughs> it was yeah. a big event. So I just wanted to mention I, it. I did, I, I did send you a video. There were these Irish guys that were out in Vegas. Yes. And, See, that's and, what I'm talking about, how yeah, people got into it. I know. It was, it was pretty cool. This guy had, had a... Uh, probably a ukulele mm-hmm. and he wrote a song um basically talking trash about uh floyd mayweather floyd, floyd mayweather but it was really good it was a really good song we'll uh, tweet it out at pace the nation the, yeah the irish guys um you know the dave cahills of the world yeah. those guys are those guys know how to, to to root on a team yes they do yeah uh, it was so, a good video it was a good good yeah. so even if you don't like boxing that yeah. was that was fun do you know what I like when it comes to fighting? What? What's mm. that? Barroom brawls in movies. <laughs> I was watching Necessary Roughness last night. Uh-huh. <laughs> and my God. Is that when, the thing with Scott Bakula? Yes, Scott Dracula. Okay. And when people start hitting each other with chairs and pool cues. Uh-huh. All right. Well, we're, we're going to get to some running talk here. Uh, but we are hiring at Pacers Running. So yeah. we want to put that out there. Uh, Joanna is... Working um, double time because we uh, we need some folks, some good folks. So if you are someone who is into running, you don't necessarily have to be a runner like Charlie Band, but into mm-hmm. running, uh, you know, and like to help people and align your 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 views and values with what we do at Pacers Running. Talk to us. Talk to Joanna. Email us. Email the show. Call us call the show whatever or just show up at one of the locations and start working like joanna did <laughs> that's right so I'm, I'm at work i'm doing this thing with a couple other colleagues sure where we're trying to figure out what we can do to better educate people about our office culture and we're talking about talking to different organizations about their onboarding processes yep when you're talking to somebody about working at pastures What's the environment like here that you don't get yeah. anywhere else? What's what's special about Pacers? Well, you know, I, I was just uh, in a meeting where, like, I was thinking about sort of that in our culture and, and the people who work with us. We were just in a meeting, and there was a lot of, like, giving each other a hard time, a lot of laughing, a lot of, like, totally letting your guard down and not being, like, in this stuffy you know, work environment that maybe a lot of people are in. Um, so we're really, you know, we're, we're really kind of for every run. So we're for everybody. And, you know, if, if, if you're, you know, passionate about helping people and, and you like to run a little bit, I mean, that's really, that's all you really need because we can teach you the rest. So, I mean, our, our culture is, is have a good time, work hard, um, help people, um, really kind of share, the, what what you know running how great running is to the rest of the uh, the, the DC uh, the DC community and I mean it's 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 a kind of a, a pretty it's it's a relaxed type type environment where you know we expect a lot but you know it's it's not your suit and tie it's if you're looking for something different even you know part-time full-time um, you know we could be the place for you so that is, uh, you know, certainly uh, something we're we're always looking for talent, uh, but certainly right now, so we can get Joanna back on the show. And, and you're specifically looking for people to work the floor in yeah. 14th Street and Navy Yard. And Navy Yard, work the floor, so help customers, can, so yeah. that we can free Joanna up for for the podcast. <laughs> exactly. So to be honest, if if you're a big fan of the podcast and you're disappointed with the with the Joanna 
uh, absence, maybe you ought to apply. Exactly. Get her back on the show. Uh, another thing kind of hiring or, or employee related, um, unfortunately, our fantastic intern, Kelly, uh, has, unfortunately for us, gotten a promotion, taken on another p- job at her f- regular full-time job, and she's no longer going to uh, be an intern for the show. I told her we're still going to call her intern Kelly. <laughs> so we can still call her that, but uh, she's mm-hmm. no longer going to be able to work on the show, which is really unfortunate. But uh, I really, uh, a heartfelt thank you to K- Kelly for all the work you've done over the past two years for the show. Uh, you'll definitely be missed. Uh, but Joanna wanted to make sure that everybody knew that job wasn't going to be open until the other... Yes, yeah, exactly. The other positions in the store were filled. However... If you want to intern with Pace Nation, mm-hmm. you can take a job at Navy Yard or 14th Street, and then once you're working full-time there, then you can apply for a Pace Nation that's position. A, that's a good call. Yep, that is possible. So that's what's happening on the hiring front. Uh, and, of course, this podcast is sponsored by Pacers Running. Pacers Running with five area D.C. locations. Pacers Running is for every run. We also have a store in Princeton, New Jersey. Uh, but we are hiring for our D.C. stores. So uh, you can email Joanna at RunPacers.com, Chris at RunPacers.com, Tara at RunPacers.com, and uh, we'll get you pointed in the right direction. So, Charlie, uh, we just did the uh, – we just awarded the All Run Washington Top 62 High School Team uh, in a presentation that we did, uh, I think it was a couple weeks ago now, uh, two weeks. Two weeks ago, you and I were the presenters. Uh, it was an amazing, um, you know, amazing night. I think packed the room, packed the house at at at, at a Georgetown. At Georgetown, uh, we had this entire like hall convention area that was was packed with kids and parents. We awarded the top sixty two kids in the area, and it was an impressive, impressive group. Um, so I know you've been doing a lot of work on the high school cross country scene, and I wanted to talk uh, some high school cross country because I know a lot of those, uh, you know, those folks now listen to the show after we promoted the show at uh, at the All Run Washington event. Uh, so what what are we thinking this year? And you know, let's start with the northern region. Like let's let's talk some northern region cross country. How are uh, Docs' uh, West Springfield Spartans going to be? Well, we've got a couple of kids from uh, West Springfield on the All Run Washington team. They're on the the Virginia team. Uh, mm-hmm. We've got uh, Chris Weeks, who's a sophomore. Uh, he was second at the DCXC freshman race last mm-hmm. year, so nice. he's he's pretty solid. Good uh, on him. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, he was, I, I, and right now, uh, Coach Pellegrini is putting together a list of all the sub uh, four thirty milers at at West Springfield. I think he was the only one last year, but as a freshman, that's pretty good. Solid. Yeah. And uh, also had two women on the team: uh, Sarah Coleman, who's a junior, and uh, Chase Kapler. Uh, she just transferred from uh, Hayfield, I believe. Mm-hmm. And so. I'd say both teams are going to be pretty strong, and th- this year's a little different with uh, the northern region. It's uh, been split into two. Right. They went from a northern and southern region in Virginia six A down to uh, four different uh, four different regions. I think there's the there might still be the, n- the northern region, and that's kind of northwest. Right. And then you've got the Occoquan region, which is the uh, northeast, and now you've got a situation where you've got. I think it's four teams from each region qualifying to the state meet. 
but there are more teams in the northern the northern two parts of the uh, the state than the southern. So you've got more. It's not quite proportional is, to the, uh, but to the number of schools. That's yeah. kind of the way it's always been. I mean, I remember back in my heyday, the top three teams in the district would be the top three teams in the region, which would be the top three teams in the state sometimes. Yeah, yeah. And, that. And, and I think it's a little different, though, Docs, because when your team won states, mm-hmm. I believe that 6A and 5A were sort of combined, or there was yeah. at we least... Were, we were triple A. I have yeah, no idea what triple, 6A yeah. and 5A so, are. So it's, it's different now, um, but... You know, it's it, you, you know what I see when 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 you go up to like six different categories. That's just uh, let's have as many state champions as yeah. possible. It waters it down completely. Yeah, it definitely waters it down. That's why back I, in my day I, we had three. Well, that's why I'm a proponent for it. I <laughs> wish we could do this, and and maybe we got to get Kathy and Lisa on it. I wish we could do a Virginia state meet after the the, kind, the six A and five A. Kind of like a meet of champions. Yeah, like, like a meet of champs mm-hmm. like they do in Jersey. They, that's where they had. That's the, yeah, in Jersey I that was they a do. State, yeah, no? so, so I, I well, mean, that, I think it would be that's part of the problem when you look back at the. Uh, Back back in the uh, 18th century, when they were trying to figure out representation, you had the Virginia mm-hmm. plan, which yeah. favored larger states, and the New, Jer- mm-hmm. New Jersey plan that fa- favored small states and giving everybody equal rep- representation. This new plan for uh, for six A qualification to states, it's a New Jersey plan. It's not even Virginia, for God's sake. Yeah, it's un-Virginian. Yeah. See, I don't even know what you're talking about there, and I'm a vi- big Virginia flag waver. But I do think we should have. What does the What does the Virginia flag say? Uh, in God we trust. No. Six Emperor Tyrannus. Yeah. Yes. Do you know what so, that means, Farley? No, I have no Death idea. Death to tyrants. Yes. Okay. Good. Death to them all. Uh, but I do <laughs> think it would be nice to have all the 5A, all the 6A, so we could define the champ. But I think that these kids race too much. They do. They do. You know, so they've got Nike, they've got Foot Locker, they've got all these races. So I just, I don't know where you squeeze it in. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Uh, I guess there is a week between, but... If you want to do well, these regional uh, national Qualifiers. qualification meets, you yeah. can't have them race. You can't have them go all out right. three weeks in a row. So I think it's you're in yeah. a tough position there. Yeah. All right. We'll have to figure something out. I, and I will say the 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 schools are different too, though, because there is new schools. I mean, there, there's oh, yeah. just so many kids now. We've got a story about a, a school that just started last year, and where okay. they where a Colgan High School in Manassas. Right. They started from nothing. It's it's. Uh, they they drew kids from three other schools. It's kind of a Tisa Williams type situation right. where they're just mashing kids together into a school, and you start from nothing. And got a story about the two coaches there who built a program from nothing. It's pretty interesting. Well, we'll have to check that out. Is that in the uh, online or the, in the, the mag- that is in the magazine in right the magazine? now? It'll be on, online in a few weeks. Awesome. But you can pick up uh, pick up a copy of the magazine yep. and any uh, pacers. Uh, you got it. Any any any. Uh, Especially running store in the DC area, yep. a lot of gyms, a lot of uh, doctor's offices. Yep, and it is a, is a really good, uh, really good addition this this uh, this Thank month. You. Well done. Uh, so, also want to touch on anything else high school wise that you had, and then we got another thing for for the marathoners out there. So, uh, high school wise, when you when we're talking about classifications, the best team possibly in DC area history is coming out of four A mm-hmm. as Loudon Valley High School. That uh, you might remember that a few years ago, uh, Drew Hunter uh, ran there. He he yep. ran uh, yep uh, three three fifty six, I believe. After high a, school, but but while, while he 
at the end of his yeah at the end of his while, while he was right. still in that that window they give high school yep. kids uh, at the end of the that's year right. that's right uh, but uh, he's graduated but his uh, his parents have been coaching there since he came back since he well, since he started running there and they've built a heck of a team they've got uh, his younger brother mm-hmm. who ran four seventeen as a sophomore last year two two guys uh, uh, Peter Morris and uh, Colton Bogaki who uh, were under nine uh, fifteen in the two mile last year in the thirty two hundred. And then they got this kid moving in from uh, Pennsylvania, Sam Affolder, who ran 902 for 3,200 as a wow. sophomore last year. That's and stacked. Yeah, so right, that, now, right now, they're top two, five. Right now, two, two uh, rankings have them ranked first in the nation about before the, the school year even starts. Wow. Uh, they've got four different kids who, probably even more than four, that have really good shot at, at running low 16s, maybe even under 16 for, for 5K. And they're going to be a heck of a team to beat. Uh, They'll they'll be uh, they'll be uh, shooting for uh, winning the Nike Cross Nationals in Portland at the, yep. at the beginning of uh, December, but they'll you'll be able to see them around here at the Oatlands Invitational in uh, I guess it's October, uh, September sixteenth. Yep, and uh, I think that might be it for around here. Well, they they were awesome enough to join us at yeah. that sock. Brought a lot of kids there. A lot of kids there, and you'll see uh, a great picture that you and. Uh, you sort of directed with Ed Lowell um, mm-hmm. to, on the cover of the magazine with them on a tractor. Yeah, we uh, usually we've we've done one kid on the uh, on the cover of the high school issue, mm-hmm. but when I looked at the different stories we have going into this year, there's no way to gloss over the fact that we've got an incredible team here, and sometimes you just have to go yep. all in with the team. And I think we it I think it's one of our most compelling covers we've done in a long time. It's great, and it's something that. As the hunters were saying when I talked to them after I interviewed all the kids, uh, it's something they're going to remember for the rest of their lives. Uh, even if they go on, they, and I imagine they will go on to even greater things in their in their athletic and academic careers. But uh, I, th- I think this is a, a nice slice of their childhood that uh, they're going to look back fondly Absolutely. on. Absolutely. Props to you and uh, to, to Ed for, for capturing that moment. Very, very well done. Otherwise, we've, uh, in terms of uh, stories this fall, We've got uh, Heather Holt from yep. uh, one one of uh, Daryl General's runners at yep, uh, former Marshall. former guest Daryl General, and uh, she's uh, she was the runner up at the Footlocker South meet last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is just running running roughshod through through Virginia running. She won uh, she won a bunch of races last year, including the DCXC Junior race. That's right, and uh, her team won the five A championship for the first time. They've they had never qualified as a women's team uh, for states until until Heather came along and they've gone three, t- three years in a row, one last year, they're going to be moving up to six a this year for the postseason, but she'll, she'll be pretty good. Uh, on, uh, the Maryland side, Walter Johnson has won four straight titles now mm-hmm. on the women's women's team. They, and, uh, I imagine they will probably do it again this year. Uh, they've got Abby green leading them. They, uh, she was the first, uh, first girl in about 20 years to make it to the Foot Locker meet and she was the local leader for all our, all our girls who ran there uh, and uh, last year DC had its first girl ever uh, Paige Lester make it she's a triathlete but she uh, tones things down with the, with the swimming and biking for a few months to do cross country she won the uh, won the DC state meet last year and she's I can't imagine she's going to be any slower because she uh, does a lot of cross training and she's uh, She's really growing into running. So. Little known fact about Paige Lester: her dad was one of the original 
Pacers New Balance racing team members I have way a back in the day. I have a photo of him running in his in his uh, jersey at, I believe, the Father's Day 8K in 2010. Go. It was nice. 98 degrees that day. Malcolm Lester, good guy. The overall makeup of the All Run Washington team, we uh, we have our 10 coaches pick, pick mm-hmm. kind of draft draft their uh, their all-star team. Their for fantasy team. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. basically what it is. It, yep. We... Uh, they they pick the ten runners they want going against any other metropolitan areas uh, teams. Just everyone put their best out there, and uh, we had we things went pretty much according to trend with uh, on the boys side eight uh, Virginia kids, uh, two Maryland kids, but the women's side uh, saw a little more diversity. Uh, six women from Virginia, one from DC, and three from Maryland. Wow. So uh, things are getting a little more, little more diverse on the on the women's side. Uh, three of those boys are all from Loudoun Valley, so that's yeah, uh, right. and. Five out of the ten on the guys' side were all from Loudoun County. That you're seeing a lot more schools there. Uh, got coaches who really understand every every facet of of running, both the sophisticated training methods and also injury prevention. That's one of the big things with Loudoun Loudoun Valley that uh, the hunters really do a good job of making sure kids are in the right shoes. They probably take them to a special right. running store like yep. Pacers to have them fitted for the right shoes. Uh, they do injury prevention drills. They spend, some practices go three hours because a lot of a lot of the time it's just drills, stretching, and making sure that the team they have is the team they'll be able to field because you, yep. don't, do, you don't do much good with uh, kids with stress fractures and, right. and yeah, uh, you gotta stay healthy. And soft tissue injuries. Well, so the, uh, that, that, that list is really impressive, especially the top 20. I mean, if years past, we've seen uh, Drew Hunter go professional. We saw McGordy go to Stanford. Uh, Wani Kaladi won uh, Kaladi, like, uh, foot locker two foot years locker. ago. Yeah, I mean, and, and the, the, young, the young woman from uh, who was on the podcast before um, – Rachel MacArthur. Rachel MacArthur, who who went to Villanova this year. I mean, there is a star. They are stars in the running scene, yeah. not just locally, but uh, nationwide. It's a really deep team. Yeah. When I look, when we we had a few vacancies because a few kids uh, decided not to run cross country in the middle of the summer, and we, I had to get the team, the uh, coaching panel, back together to figure out what are we going to do in in their absence. And within one email, we already we already had. Yep five people ready to go so we just wait you had people that were predicted to be on the all washington team and they decided not to run cross yeah it happens every now luckily we've been lucky that in the five years we've we've assembled these teams we've only lost i think four kids from when we when we met we Uh we meet here behind the studio uh not in the in the alley but in Uh a room off of the (laughs) studio yeah in the hallway. In right after the Virginia State meet is over uh, in in the in the in the in the spring, uh, still the spring, uh, and figure things out. And almost everybody stays. Uh, we've had some. We know sometimes some of the coaches know that somebody's going to be leave, leaving the area. Uh, mm-hmm. I found out one girl uh, from DC had moved to us to Australia or New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the day before the All Run Washington parties, so we didn't weren't able to couldn't catch that couldn't quite catch that. Yeah. But for the most part, for five years, only losing four kids, it's pretty good. We've we've got a pretty good record here. So well, you are giving Brandon Miles of Milestat and Milesplit and Kevin Milstad of Montgomery County running a run for their money <laughs> as as the local track uh in cross country uh high school guru here so well they've got well entire done. states to worry about they, they so <laughs> i true. i just i carve out a little piece for myself and i try to give a little well, more do a job, i do man. i no, nobody knows times like they do right and i do what i know is stories i can tell stories and that's it 
Well, you uh, do a great job there. Uh, so follow that and pick up a Run Washington today and any specialty store in the area. Uh, you also had um, a bit of breaking news for uh, us running marathons this breaking fall. Breaking news. So, yeah, actually breaking a lot of people's routines. Oh, okay. Uh, All right. A lot of people are f- fond of the uh, what they call the big loop. Yeah. It goes uh, takes the Capitol Crescent Trail yep. up to Georgetown. Love and then, the big loop. Yeah, well, uh, the big loop is no more for a while. No. Uh, starting Tuesday, the fifth, uh, the day this, the day after this comes out, uh, they're gonna they're uh, closing down the Georgetown Branch Trail uh, for about four or five years while they do construction for the Purple Line. Four or five. Four or five years. Four or five years. So that's gonna necessitate a little, uh, a little uh, detour and. Uh, the, the official detour takes you on Jones Jones Branch Road. It's comparable distance wise, not the not the most pleasant uh, run. You're used to having the entire trail to yourself. Now you're on you're on a uh, sidewalk that can maybe do two people abreast. Right. Uh, the other thing is that the uh, meandering reconstruction of Beach Drive in Rock Creek Park has uh, finished its first leg, which was uh, over near the zoo. Uh, brand new pavement, widened trail there, but they've moved up to. Uh, from uh, Tilden Road up to Joyce Road. So that first section of Beach Drive that's yep. closed to traffic on the weekends, it's now closed to everybody. This is really geeky for those who run those those routes. Uh, honestly, yeah. like, this is this is uh, Farley. This is what it sounds like when Charlie and I are talking science. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. Like, Docs runs. What do you run? You thing? run Burke Lake. What do you do? Burke Lake. Burke Lake's going to be a great alternative. Yeah. Akatink's a great alternative. Akatink, you just do loops around yeah. that. It's shaded. It's and great that, in the that's summer. the thing those with alternatives. alternatives. Yeah. I've got five alternatives on runwashington.com. You can check it out. Uh, if you're doing a marathon, you're doing any long runs, you need something to take your mind off your heartbreak uh, that you won't be able to do the big loop, we've got you covered. We've all got right. you covered in all different areas. If you come into t- if you come into D.C. from Virginia, we've got stuff for you there. We've got stuff in D.C. We've we're 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 offering solutions the if, way the way some email writers don't. We are offering solutions. Love, love that. If I can also uh, su- make a suggestion, um, the Green Sox guy, uh, yeah, he does loops around the block in front of our studio. <laughs> uh, you could do that loop too. Yeah, that's um, probably not a long run loop though. No, I think you it's just about keep a, doing it. I think it's about less than a quarter of a mile. It's, so it's probably probably a little bit more than a quarter right. of a mile, but you don't cross any streets. You're, it's sidewalk the whole that's way. True. Uh, <laughs> that's true very inside green socks guy all right uh well check that out on runwashington.com. i'm glad you shared that i do love that big loop so i'll look for alternative routes on my uh, next long run um so a couple more ser- serious stories uh the flood in texas i wanted to get you guys uh thoughts on uh, just crazy i mean 50 plus inches of rain yeah on three days i just feel awful for those folks uh, in Texas. And I, of course, I mean, I'm not been glued to my TV or the news or anything like that, which is probably no surprise. Uh, so I'm relying on you guys to get, to fill in the details. Like what, what is going on there? Is it, is it, (laughs) is it ending now soon? I mean, when's this, when, when is this flood over? 40 days and 40 nights probably. I mean, it seems like it's that. I mean, it seems yeah. like it's something like that. Well, they they got hit by a, by an extremely strong hurricane that, that went inland uh in texas and and texas is very flat so when they get all of this rainwater there's nowhere for it to to drain to so it just floods the whole thing if i can add on that uh the 
the added. What's the, your next question for? <laughs> no, the, <laughs> the added hazard, specifically around Houston, is that development in that part of Texas has been relatively unchecked by uh, by regulation and and uh, zoning codes. Mm-hmm. So there's really no organization to the way things are developed there and no proper drainage no proper drainage that also goes for the uh there's a lot of uh cement rather than pavement there it's not permeable so mm-hmm. the water in places you see more permeable pavement surfaces it's really just sitting on top of that cement in, in right. houston so it's there's really nowhere for the in addition to being flat there's nowhere for the there's no way for the water to get into the ground so it'll just sit there and and persist yeah, and I, I heard. I mean, these are the I hear the the the, the headlines that are sensational. Uh, there's like gators and crocs, like just floating around, like you know, in front of your house. There's a gator, you know, that that has been displaced from its regular. Uh, what where do they live in ponds or okay um, water wherever they live? Swampland swamps. Yeah. Uh, I think I think the fact that you're going through these headlines, I think you're missing the story. Um, what what's really happening is uh, hundreds of thousands of people, if no, not I, millions I, of people, are. And I, are, I'm not trying to make light of no, that I, at all. I, yeah. I know, I know, but but I'm just telling you the story. Uh, all these people are displaced. Their homes are ruined. They've lost everything. They 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 have no food. They have no. Uh, shelter. They have no uh, clothes. As They've, of as of Wednesday, twenty two people have died. Wow. Yeah, which which uh, also is 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 tragic. But um, there are a lot of really positive things going on as well. And you see a, a lot of great stories about heroes who are going in and and people that are taking their boats around and rescuing uh, people and animals and uh doors that are being opened and 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 taking these people i saw the the men's basketball coach at the university of houston is 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 uh, asking all of the um coaches around the country to send athletic gear to the houston area he said i'll disperse it send it to me uh and so you have all these other uh programs around the country that are sending shoes and sending athletic gear for people you have J.J. Watt, who's who's raising money. I think he's raised over six million dollars. Uh, yeah, he's looking to raise ten million dollars. He's a, well, on the, he the keeps, Texans. He keeps upping it. Right. Every, every time. Yeah, he's a he's a NFL defensive lineman for the for their NFL team. And every time they reach the goal, his first goal was a million dollars. They reached it. He's like, all right, let's go to one point five. And he just keeps raising the bar, and people keep generously donating. And of course, you, you can also donate to the American Red Cross, who's uh, always getting involved in, in, in these things. And, and donations to the American Red Cross can can help everybody out as well. The one important thing I th- I'd like to interject there is that uh, money is a lot better to donate than uh, than actual mm-hmm. goods because goods you have storage, you have transportation costs. Money can be exchanged uh, electronically, electronically, so yeah. it's 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 mo- the most efficient way to help. So we are trying to do our part at Pacers Running to, to raise a little bit of money as well. Uh, we've designed these T-shirts uh, that say we run for Texas. It's a picture of the uh, Texas state outline uh, with the D.C. flag on it as well. Uh, you can buy these in the store. All proceeds from shirt sales will go uh, to relief efforts. Uh, so we'll be getting, hopefully, getting these in the store by Monday of next week. Cool. And uh, pretty cool design. So we'll tweet out the link of that, and you'll see them 
hopefully by the time that this podcast uh, hits on Monday. All right, another serious kind of sad story was uh, finally wanted to bring up um, elite runner David Torrance passed away on Monday. Uh, he was a runner who was 31 years old, middle distance runner, competed in the Olympics last year, I believe for Peru. Yep. Um, and I think he had dual citizenship with the U.S. and Peru. He went to uh, he went to Cal. Uh, was still training fit guy was you know competitive up until the I think the I think he ran in the London world world championships so you know in the middle of competing uh, in the middle of his his professional career running uh, it looked like he he passed away in his in a pool in Phoenix and, and the details are really he, sketchy but he went to he he's, lives in California he was training in the off season in Arizona and he did they found him in the pool of i guess an apartment complex where mm-hmm. he was staying and uh i i did see a note from somebody else that said that uh they were about to bring him out to r- run in a race that he's won uh in long island mm-hmm. a mile a, a mile road race uh and they're going to rename it after him and i think it's this weekend the yeah, race yeah i think so I think you're right so he, he was training for, you know, he's still training, and he was training to run in this race where he was the two-time defending champion. And he is the American record holder in the 1,000 meters. 1,000 meters, I think that's yeah. right, yeah. yeah. I mean, just a s- sad story. Did your paths ever cross with David Torrance, uh, Charlie? No, I, I never have. Yeah, he um, seemed like all accounts from what Julie said and what I've talked to some other – I mean, he's just a really good, good guy. So kind of a sad story, and I just wanted to make a note and pay a tribute here on Pace the Nation. All right, great show, guys. Uh, Docs, we generally would ask kind of what's up next for our guest or guest host, but we see mm-hmm. Charlie all the time. So Yeah, and I'm a bit over him. <laughs> yeah, so, but Charlie Band, thank you for joining us in studio. He's at Run Washington on Twitter. Uh, great job with the Run Washington Magazine. Great job on the show today. Thank you. All right, there he goes. That's Charlie Band for Joanna E. Russo, who will be back, we're hoping, next week. Or later. Or later. And that's William E. Docs. I'm Chris Farley. This is Pace Nation. We will see you next week.
man, this food. I can't believe how much food we got today. It's crazy. It's I'm, I'm just so glad that I'm here for I know. it. It's going to be a hard edit because of all the food opening yeah, and, and the food eating. <laughs> it's true. And it's good. For, like, I can't believe how much healthy delicious food this food. is. Delicious yeah. food. Yeah. It's delicious. Yeah. It's healthy. So, I'm glad that we've gotten the guests back on to bring in snacks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, so Charles. That's, that's that's good. I, I didn't agree to come until I knew I had some snacks for you. <laughs> I didn't want to come unprepared. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. That is a smart podcast uh, uh, I mean, listener I, there. I gauged my snacks on what I thought Joanna would like, but she didn't <laughs> She didn't bother to show up. Yeah. So <laughs> no, she, she missed out. She what a, missed what a out. fool. <laughs> definitely missed out. She probably doesn't like me calling her a fool. Although, what are the chances she listens to this show? Who knows what she <laughs> she's, likes. She's not going to listen to this show. That really, really irritates me when people do that. Mm-hmm. What do you hate more, that or boomerang videos? <laughs> um, uh, Charlie and I, are, videos. yes, <laughs> Charlie and I are. I couldn't put up with a little invective to <laughs> do away with boomerang videos. But you, you, you guys understand where I'm coming from. I just yeah. don't. 